You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 205, with Wade Lightheart. Today, we're talking about health, wealth, and peace of mind. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. I don't know if you can tell or not, but I can still, I'm still talking funny because I've still got this little flipper. They call it a flipper. It's basically a denture that's replacing my front tooth that I lost a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to have to wear this thing evidently for about four months at least uh, before they can find out if they can go in there and put an implant in my skull and replace my tooth so that I can start talking normal again. It's a real pain in the butt. But you know what? All things considered, I'm still doing well. I'm uh, still living an amazing life of abundance, and I have very little to complain about other than missing this front tooth. And by the way, I have to take the darn flipper out to eat, so of course I'm toothless when I'm eating. Toothless. Uh, It's all funny. Uh, it, It is a pain in the butt. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to be honest about that. But again, there's so many things that I have to be grateful for in my life to uh, let something like this be, you know, kind of get me down and get me depressed and make me feel self-conscious and stop the show because I'm talking funny. It's just ridiculous for me to consider something like that. How do you feel about that? How would you feel if you as part of what you do I don't do this for a living because I'm not making a living uh, doing this podcast. It's all costing me money, actually. But I enjoy doing this. This is what I really enjoy doing. I love sharing these conversations with you. Uh, What would you do if you were suddenly missing a front tooth and you couldn't talk right? And, you know, or, or, you know, consider something else. You lost your hearing, which I've also got hearing loss. (laughs) So I wear, I don't know if you know this, but I I wear hearing aids. Um, as well, because there are certain tones that I can't hear because of the tinnitus that I suffer from and have had for many, many years. I've got many different issues going on that I don't share a whole lot uh, with on this show or in general. I just don't share a lot of this information. But um, I have so much more to be grateful for than these little things uh, that may seem big to others. Uh, how, How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, you can do that, men. You can do that specifically at menofabundance.com forward slash members. And you can, there you can gain access to our private or our closed Facebook group, the Men of Abundance Community on Facebook. Go over there and get access to that. I'd love to have a conversation with you about this and any other things that you have going on in your life, uh, whether they're greatly abundant or something you're struggling with. Let's go over there and have that conversation, see how we can um, lift you back up, and maybe you can come in there and lift other people up as well. So I want to get right into it today. I want to introduce you to our feature guest. Our feature guest today is Wade Lightheart. He is a former three-time national natural bodybuilding champion who is the only person to have competed at the Mr. Universe and the World Championships as a vegetarian. That's impressive. He serves as an advisor to the American Anti-Cancer Institute, has written six books on health and performance, 
is the co-founder of BioOptimizers, a company that fixes digestion. His awesome health course has helped thousands of people around the world fix their digestion, improve their health, and optimize their performance. He currently serves the world by writing, speaking, and spreading the message of awesome health to the world. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Wade Lightheart. Wade, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Uh, doing great. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Awesome. Where are you at in the world? Right now, I'm in uh, Panama City, Panama, uh, and I'm just be heading up to uh, Vancouver in a couple of days. Very, very interesting. That's awesome. So before we get too much into our conversation, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? First, that I'm upright and alive, and I have an opportunity to 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 exist. And I think. Uh, I think it was the Buddha said a long time ago to be born a human is an incredible gift. And uh, I think just to have to be in the world today with everything that's available and to connect with people and to have an opportunity to share and contribute to mankind is is just an incredible opportunity that, that just I, I'm just blown away with it every day. And I feel super grateful for that. We are living in a world today with so much abundance, contrary to what so many different other groups and mediums and whatever the case may be want to lead us to believe there's so much in the world. There's so much more good in the world. There's so much more amazing in the world. There's so many more resources in the world than, than we can even imagine. It's just all about really collaborating and getting all of that out to the right people, right? Absolutely. It's actually never been better for humans on the planet as it is right now and it's really important to remember that the average person in certainly in westernized countries um we live better than kings and queens did just even 50 years ago mm -hmm. oh absolutely i mean the same thing about presidents presidents didn't have the the type of information u.s presidents didn't have the type of information at their beck and call in their pocket like we do today yeah, it's truly phenomenal, and it's easy to forget, and something that uh, you do a little gratitude every day, you start to realize, man, we got it really good. <laughs> we really do, and I was just kind of chuckling to myself, because you do have to kind of pay attention to what information that it is that you are paying attention to, but that's a whole other subject. No doubt. <laughs> so, Wade, how would you, in how would you describe yourself? Wow, that's a, it's always a difficult thing, but I would say... Um, I would say I'm a, I'm a, how would I best describe it? Well, I'm a little bit of a contrarian thinker. Uh, you know, I kind of look at what the world's doing and I would pro go the opposite way, uh, just as a natural nature. And that's not always a good thing, but that was probably my t tendency. Uh, I would say that I have a, a spiritual, um, intention and practice in the world. And that, that would say, I, I call myself sometimes a, a Christian Zendu. I was grew up as a Christian and uh, found the philosophy of Hindu philosophy. So it's like I have a soul of the Hindu and I practice Zen, which is kind of like a non-duality in the world and trust trying to see the essence of things as opposed to the, uh, you know, the left and the right or the good and the bad or the dark and the light or however you want to put it mm -hmm. and trying to reduce that polarity. So those are the things. And I would say I'm also a serial entrepreneur and uh, someone who is a, a seeker of uh, self-evolution and ultimately to, you know, self-actualization. If you're more on the psychological uh, side of things like Maslow's hierarchy of how can I be the best person I can contribute the most to my family, to my society and, and, and to a greater humanity. That's that's who I am, man. I dig it. 
I really like that. Now let's let's uh, explore this a little bit because I like how you said you don't really look at the the left or the right or the right or the wrong. Um, just kind of the Zen and what I'm kind of getting out of that, and I'd like for you to elaborate on this a little bit is that um, what I'm getting out of it is just basically that anything that we do, because the way I look at my life is everything happens for me, not to me. So if it's mm-hmm. something good or bad, it's a learning experience, but I seem to learn more from those, those, those experiences that aren't as comfortable, rather it's painful or just uncomfortable, kind of embarrassing or any of that situation. So that's where I'm kind of getting the left and the right and the right and the wrong idea from. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, if you really, you know, study oneself and I think that the, the goal to happiness and awareness and, and, and truly self-knowledge really comes from reflecting on contemplation of actually looking at oneself objectively. And if you look at most things, um, the concept of up, down, left, right, dark, and light are actually just degrees of the same thing. Like at what point is light and what point is dark? What point is hot and what point is cold? Those are relative based on our observation skills, which are limited. And that's how our brains work. That's how our nervous system works. So the reality is if you look at the universe, the known universe, which according to the scientists, most of it's unknown, most of the matter we can't even see or is not in a frequency realm that we can be aware of. They're looking for it, the so-called dark matter. We are just these little teeny weeny tiny specks of you know, consciousness floating on a piece of dirt at some far end of some little, you know, moderate galaxy in in a ginormous universe. And so the reality is, is our awareness and our comprehension and understanding, even our capabilities are relatively limited. And so with a little bit of humility, you can realize, well, I really don't know that much. In fact, I don't know anything and much that I do know is probably incorrect or false. Um, so I just have to go with the best that I can do, set the best intentions and uh, mistakes, as you think, or challenges are inevitable. It's part of being a human. It's not uh, it, it's not something to, to shy away from. It's just to say, hey, you know what? What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And what is the, the kernel of, of truth from this uncomfortable experience? And how do I maybe avoid that or, or do better the next time? Wow. Excellent. Explained much better than I was trying to. that's awesome man that's why i love having these conversations man opens my mind up so much here first thing in the morning um well it's morning here for me what time is it there for you that's about uh one o'clock here six hour difference yeah Yeah, um eight o'clock so awesome very awesome man that is really good stuff so how did you kind of get into that how did all where did all that come from and we're going to get more into your story here in just a minute but i just want to explore that a little bit more because you know, so many, I, we talked to so many guys, so many men and women uh, here on Men of, Men of Abundance, and a lot of them are Christian, and a lot of them are other faiths. And, you know, it's my belief, I'm a spiritual man. I wouldn't consider myself really a religious man. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because I believe in higher being, of course, but, and I don't want to get into the whole religious realm, but it's just this whole spirit. And I mean, goodness, you know, your last name is Lightheart, so that's like really cool. Um, very spiritual as far as I'm concerned. But mm-hmm. um, it, it just, I just like this whole idea of having the spiritual sense, but um, so many people are afraid to explore that 
for themselves because of the way their family brought them up and their religious background and stuff like that. Did you struggle with that at all? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think everybody struggles with it in their own way. And it's just, uh, it comes down to some people are more willing to just kind of let those struggles go by and other people are just, you know, that gets the bug in them and they're like, ah, I got to find out this. And that was the way it was for me. And I had a series of, you know, I would say it's been a progressive evolution and, and I hope it continues on. But if I can summarize how I got to those conclusions at, at this stage, and I don't think these are absolute or anything. I, I try to remain as flexible and open as I can. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a traditional Canadian family. My mom took me to church and, you know, I had that experience of, you know, regular Christianity and, you know, the message was pretty good as a child, right? It was like, you know, I was, you know, there's God and there's loving and all that. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then I got to like the big people church. And then I heard that I was going to, if I was, I was bad or didn't worship this, you know, omniscient being, I was going to get burnt up in fire. And I thought, you know, if I'm a dad and, uh, and, and I don't think I could just burn up my son or my child if they did wrong. It's just, it, it, like something didn't make sense there. So I stepped away from, organized religion at that point. And later on, I read a book called Autobiography of Yogi, which was uh, written by Paramahansa Yogananda. This was many years later. And basically, he was a Hindu who had a really great commentary between the philosophy of uh, Hinduism as taught by Krishna and uh, Christianity as taught by Jesus. And I was like, you know, this guy kind of resolved my issues with organized religion. I was like, pretty cool. All right. Here's a guy from another religion, another thing. I was like, okay, I got it. I, I went at that. But then a few years later, after having a personal crisis, um, we can talk about that a little, little bit. Or I, you know, the kind of really brought me downwards. I got into meditation. And through meditation and then the study of various uh, philosophies, uh, the various religious doctrines of the, around the world and spiritual philosophies and uh, psychological philosophies. always was a reader and always was fascinated with these things. I was just interested in it. And through my own reflection and contemplation and meditation, I was able to kind of come to terms with who I am or what, what is the purpose of life and you know and how I would choose to live that. And I would say, the, the best summation of all of that was when I got into the literature uh, put out by Dr. David Hawkins, uh, Power Versus Force, and he has a whole series of books on consciousness and being in the world but not of it and that sort of thing. And it's, it really assisted me in not seeing the world as black and white but seeing it more like colors on a rainbow that were relative to frequencies. And each one of those has a belief it has a process, it has a worldview, it has a universal view, it has a, a, you know, an emotionality. And, and, and by seeing that, there, there now became a commonality between all of mankind. And there was a way of relating to just about anybody, anytime, anyplace, anywhere, because you, you, you understood the values of that person and you didn't have to mix it. So to, to make it simple, you know, is red, which is a frequency on the color spectrum, any better or worse than violet, which is on the other end of it. No, it's just a different degree of vibrational frequency. And so it is with humans and so it is with everything else that we see or experience here in the observable universe relating to our sensory perception. So that's my philosophy 
and uh, and and it's it's an ongoing unfoldment that continues each and every day. So it's not like I got it all figured out or anything like that. That's just the process and 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 how I choose to look at the map, if you will. And and, and but navigating it's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely we're all on our own journey, and anybody who thinks their journey's at the end is oh so wrong. Also incorrect, but absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that. And you kind of alluded a little bit to your personal crisis, what I refer to as the kick in the gut moment. Um, mm-hmm. So if you would, I'd like to like for you to go ahead and elaborate on that a little bit. What was that personal crisis that kind of took you to your knees? Really make us feel that. Well, I've had several. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, many of so, us have. I think the one I was referring to was in um, – in in the year of 2000, I had uh, kind of got mixed up into the wrong world. Uh, you know, I would say sex, drugs, rock and roll, and and uh, had a an experience with that brought me down. Uh, you know, with involvement of drugs and the wrong people and things like that. And and that was a you know as as they say that was the come to Jesus moment. Is like I realized that what I was doing and how I was living my life and kind of what I thought the world was about and how I thought things should be. And my relation to it came to a crashing halt and realized, you know what, uh, I've jeopardized my life, I've damaged my health, I've, um, you know, affected my relationships and, uh, you know, I've, I've disappointed my family. And um, at that moment, that was a, a really big turning point for me where I was able to put into practice on a daily basis practices that would help me. Um, bring more awareness to my life and, uh, you know, to live my life, uh, you know, in a, in a way that uplifted myself and those around me as opposed to just, uh, was, you know, some kind of sensory gratification ego trip. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can relate. Um, and it's funny when you said that, um, one of the things that just dawned on me, uh, when you, when you said that you were getting around the wrong people and, you just basically described my teenage life, you know, my young adult life up until my, you know, right when I turned about 20, um, with the drug, sex and rock and roll and the whole bit. And with a lot of those guys and I got out of that environment and I've recently reconnected with, well, I've been, you know, connected with many of the, my friends from that era and, um, from that time time of my life. And while I wanted to get away from that, many of those men and women are amazing people today. Um, we were all just going through what we had to go through at that point in time based on our environment. And um, I just think it's interesting that, you know, one of the things that when you said that these these bad people or people that weren't, you know, good for your life, these people weren't good for my life at that point in time. Nor they were, were they good for their own life. Um, and many of them spent time in jail. Some of them aren't with us anymore. Um but most of us are doing pretty darn good today, uh, and we've we got out of it on our got out of that situation in our own way. So I, I just think that's important to point out. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I always say to a lot of my friends, um, I said, "Hey, look, if you're a, if you're a man, and I, of course I relate to the world as a man because you know that's how I incarnated, as they say. Yeah. Um, and I'm not to not to be derogatory towards women, but I said, if you're a man and you get past 30 years old, uh, you've just achieved something that 99% of the men who've ever lived on the planet haven't been able to do. <laughs> so, so if you look historically, that's an incredible achievement just because, you know, men, we have, we have this 
amazing chemical called testosterone and that chemical has a, a wonderful ability to suspend all rational thought. Uh, you can, you know, we've been running at each other with axes, knives, guns, bullets, uh, drinking concoctions that paralyze our cognitive and, you know, nervous system perceptual abilities and doing all kinds of things which are, which are dangerous. And, and that's a great chemical maybe to defend oneself from adversaries or to go through things. But it's also one that every man has to learn to manage and, um, you know, some of us got lucky enough that we survived our early years and I feel grateful and I do believe that it's some form of grace because like yourself, I had a lot of friends that didn't, didn't have that good fortune and, and I, I give thanks to that every day and I also r respect, um, you know, the process and know, you know, there's, you know, uh, there's no safety uh, except within my daily practice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's transition into what it is that you've been working on here more recently, because I've watched mm -hmm. a, I've watched your video, read your bio, looked at some other stuff that you know I've I've um, been checking you out and seeing what you got going on, and I dig it, man. I love your message, and you have this huge message of of health, you know, health, wealth. How do you say it? Um, health, wealth, and peace of mind. There you yeah. go. I know I'd get it. <laughs> And it's so true, you know, that the health is first, you got to take care of yourself when you have, you know, wealth and wealth is more than just a financial um, wealth as far as I'm concerned. And with that comes the peace of mind. Uh, so mm -hmm. can you elaborate on that a little bit and tell us kind of where that came from? Sure. Well, again, through the, you know, the, the experiment of life itself, uh, you know, when I was 15 years old, my, my sister was diagnosed with cancer and I watched her go through four years of the medical model, uh, before she died. And it was a very painful and travel, tra uh, tragic experience. And so the gift of that, you know, pain was that I realized that number one, your health, and well-being is not a guarantee. So that set me on a course of studying exercise physiology and nutrition and got into bodybuilding and, you know, leveraged that and ended up with a, a career in that industry as, you know, a personal trainer and then eventually as a, an author and an advocate and got to do some competitions around the Mr. Universe and things like that, represent my country. And that was a phenomenal experience and a, and a big learning lesson. And then as I transited into assisting others and helping other people achieve physical well-being, um, I learned about the difference between fitness and health. And, I, and health comprises a lot more things than just fitness. There's psychological, emotional, spiritual health. And through that, I got to interact with a lot of people from around the world. And thanks to the internet, we were able to market stuff online. And so I learned a lot about people in that process. And I realized that, you know, the foundation of a great life is for most people. And it's certainly you can have a great life without it, but it makes it a lot easier. And that is if you have great health. And so I found uh, I just studied mentor after mentor after mentor, mentor and put them all together into a philosophy that I called the awesome health philosophy. And the awesome health, there's seven basic pillars to the awesome health philosophy that indicate a level of practices that anybody in any place, anytime, anywhere and universal principles that are proven on biological science that you can apply, you can turn it into literally a 15 minute day routine and really experience awesome health. So I summarized that. However, having health uh, isn't enough in today's world because one cannot really reach their full potential without having 
resources. And what I mean by that is we have an incredible array of technological resources today and uh, information resources today, thanks largely in part to technological growth. In other words, the internet has brought the greatest minds to your laptop. The, you can connect with anybody. You can build a business online. You can acquire resources, energetic resources, and some people will call that money, uh, but it's also information. It's a, it's also a, you know tech. It's people. It's all those sort of things that that are resources, and you can harness those resources in ways that will allow you to, what would I say, express yourself. So for for simple. For simple terms, it's uh, if you if you have money, if you have a way of making money that doesn't take up all of your time, because that's our most precious commodity. Well, now you're able to take the time to contemplate, you know, deeper thoughts. You're able to take the time to, uh, you know, put some of your resources towards helping others or helping uplifting mankind, or you're able to. Uh, put the time and energy into expressing yourself, whether that's an artist or whether that is a musician or whether that is a scientist or maybe you're a handy worker or maybe you like to take care of other people or whatever it happens to be that, you know, turns your crank is your life's purpose. You can do that. And that takes resources. And the more resources that you have, or at least if you have significant resources, then you can, you know, leverage all the advantage we have today to kind of again, move towards self-actualization. And then finally, you know, having your health and having money certainly isn't enough in life because I, I, I've known people particularly who, I, you know, as a, as a coach and a trainer back in the day, I would, some of the most affluent people uh, in Canada and around the world would, would contract me and, and they had great wealth and they had good health, uh, but they didn't have peace of mind. And I realized that peace of mind comes from cultivating a a philosophy for your life that doesn't interfere in, in, negatively with your environment. And that means the people you hang around, your society, your village, your nation, your family, uh, and the world at large. And the cultivation of those three things, I think, really is an ongoing process for all of us. And I, I'm just grateful to uh, go in that and, and share what I've learned and also to uh, learn from from people that uh, you know have, have have taken that to the next level, you know, and, and just share that to the best of my ability. Health and wealth that seems pretty cut and dry as far as you know how to be healthy. Drink water, breathe in the morning, like you say. First thing you do every morning, purpose, breathe on purpose because of course you're breathing, but most people breathe unconsciously, like you say, and drink water and eat healthy, right? Got that. Wealth. There's so many different ways. I mean, I, I just share all the time so many different ways to start making a few extra bucks on top of what you're already doing. There's, you can figure out a way to make money. You can gain mm -hmm. the wealth. Peace of mind, not so easy. How do you do that? What, what, what's the conversation you're having with some of these guys to help them really get that peace of mind that they're seeking and that they really need to bring everything else together? Um, well, three basic things. Number one, uh, the process of meditation. So meditation is a process of essentially usually starts with breath work, breathing in a conscious pattern that slows down the electrical activity of the body, which physiologically speaking for the scientists who are listening or the more science oriented changes how your uh, the, the frequency that your brain is. So we have a number of different frequencies, alpha, beta, delta, theta and gamma, which relate to kind of states of mind 
and some of the most, you know, well-connected functioning brains and people are those of uh, monks and, and saints who have actually endeavored in the process of meditation, the formal practice of meditation, oftentimes for many, many, many decades. And science has revealed that, yes, they do have a different brain and they do perceive the world in a different space and they are able to achieve uh, a meditative state. On top of that, I would say, because most of us live in the busy world, you can also supersede that because you don't have a lot of time for meditation with contemplation. That is to take a philosophical or spiritual thought, maybe read it in the morning, takes you 30 seconds or a minute, and then practice that thought. So an example of that would be be kind and loving to all those in your in your field of experience, no matter what. So if you practice that over the course of the day in the world, that, that will bring realization and understanding um, to you about humanity and about your soul itself as much as just about anything, any philosophical, philosophy, religion, book, doctrine, whatever. So I think that's a process. And then, of course, the study of those individuals throughout history who were able to achieve that state of peace or that state of benevolence and that have influenced mankind for centuries. So if you look at uh, the great religious formats, first and foremost, no, none of the great masters of the world, as they like to call like, you know, Buddha or Krishna or Jesus, they didn't create religions. They were just them and religions spawned off them. Um, they just achieved. And if you look at the basic tenets of what they teach, they're all the same. You know, be kind and loving, you know, take care of your health, right? Let, you know, let go of attachment to things, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the, 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 the principles are there. They're universal and applicable regardless of the time or generation. And that's why they've influenced humanity for literally thousands of years. Now, the misidentification with those have created a lot of challenges with, you know, nation states wars, religious wars, and also internal conflict for people and judgment and condemnation of others uh, in order to, you know, project onto others. And, and so, uh, but the core truths between all of those philosophies are essentially the same. Yeah, no, very good point. Spot on. Absolutely. I, I agree 100% with everything you just said, especially when people start you know, when people get involved in the whole idea of creating this religion, because one of the things I say, and it confuses some people, and they push back initially, is that man created religion. I'm not saying man created God, God, you know, God or, you know, the universe, all this kind of stuff, but just the religion portion of it. And I never heard that, never even considered that, that Buddha, Jesus, and everybody else, all these amazing leaders that we follow, um, did not create religion. They were just themselves. No. I love that. That is yeah. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful message for people to just really consider. So what are some good news stories? I'm a sucker for good news stories, and I know you've got many. What are a couple of good news stories that have come out of the work that you've been doing? Well, probably one of the biggest uh, – I'll talk on two in particular because they related to the first two items we tested. Number one, um, you know, my work – I have a, a nutrition company called Bioptimizer that I found it with one of my business partners. We've been doing that for 14 years. It's an online business. We started way back in 04, hard to believe. Um, but what's been beautiful about that is, you know, we've built a team. We've helped people in over 100 countries. And, and basically, we solve digestive issues. So our mission is to end physical suffering and to activate awesome health. And we do it 
through fixing people's digestion because that is the, the, the gateway, if you will, to pretty much all the disease and all the dysfunction is actually through your digestive process. And we cultivated and developed a line of products that really solve that. Uh, those issues for people, and it's, which are quite common, I think 85% of the population is suffering from some form of digestive issue at some point in their time, and 25% are on prescription medications, and, and we have an alternative to that. Uh, and inside of that, it's also a platform because I don't just sell products. I teach a, a health philosophy, which is called the Awesome Health System, as I illustrate it. And it's basically a 12-week course. That I and I'll give this to your listeners today. We'll 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 give you a, we'll put a link in here and they can actually access the course. I give it away for free, so that people can truly experience the practices and principles in a in a very simple and easy to understand format. Basically, it's twelve weeks of five to fifteen minute videos where I teach a principle every day from that I've learned, you know, or one of my mentors in in, in a synthesized philosophy to health. And literally every day I get testimonials. Uh, from our customer service about how that's impacted people in a positive way. And that feels really great. Uh, you know, people suffering sometimes for 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden uh, we were able to solve a problem for them. And uh, there, there's, a, there's a juice that you get when you help other humans that no amount of money can replace. So that's really nice. Yeah, and then the second thing is I teach – uh, online entrepreneurship um, through uh, another one of my companies called uh, The Wealthy Backpacker. And it's basically a way to teach people how to build a business uh, in today's world that you know doesn't take too much time um, or you can put a lot of time into it. But it, it's a way for you to generate revenue by leveraging systems and technology and you know, marketing products to people that people need that make a uh, transformation in their lives. And that also will put, uh, you know, resources in your pocket. So I think I do believe that um, we are living in the time of the rise of the entrepreneur. I think the end of the corporation is, is imminent uh, as we know it. Uh, if you look at how people have become mobile, how the digital world has changed everything and, uh, you know, literally, I, I've been working online for 14 years. I, you know, I, I don't have to go to a job. All my contractors and people who work for me, they all work independently at home. We have all this technology that works for us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it can give me and free up some time. And so I teach that to people through that and offer a variety of different ways to do it. Because there's, you can do it through online business. You can do it through direct marketing. You can do it through consultations. And I've leveraged all of those mediums my own life and I teach the principles behind that. So I help cover the health side and the wealth side. Uh, and, you know, I leave the, uh, I leave the, uh, f you know, the peace of mind up uh, for that person to discover on their own. Cause I, you know, I'm not a spiritual teacher or anything like that. Yeah. Although I certainly believe in finding, you know, what, what makes your philosophy work. Yeah, absolutely. I want to just, I want to dig in just a little bit to each of those that you just talked about. So the digestive, uh, the digestive um, products that you have and, and the techniques and the videos that you're going to share with us, really looking forward to digging into that because I've read multiple times. Being in the health and fitness industry that I have been for many years um, at various levels, one of the things that I've known for sure is your digestive 
system. It really, like you said, it really just drives your health. And one of the things that I've learned that I've been doing for many years is first thing in the morning, drink a tall glass. I like cold. Only time I like drinking cold water is first thing in the morning uh, with a little bit of lemon juice. And I put just a little bit of Himalayan pink salt in there. Um, Mm -hmm. I was told in my readings and what I've been doing, and who knows, maybe I'm wrong. You're the expert on this, certainly more than I am is that that's a good thing for gut health. But what are some other, first off, verify that or not. And what are some other things that people could do, um, you know, that you could give them, we're going to do the pay it forward round here in just a minute, but what are some things in relation to that that might, they might get out of those videos that they'd be able to help them out? Yeah. There's three essential uh, things that people need in order to digest and eliminate their food. Uh, or the waste properly. And that is enzymes, probiotics, and hydrochloric acid. So enzymes are virtually in every living thing and they convert, uh, they're, they're really result in 25,000 functions in the body. And they're the difference between the living and dead. And they're the workers of the body, if you will. Every single chemical reaction inside the body requires an enzyme. And normally, all species on the planet eat food in its raw, uncooked state, except humans. Now, when you cook food, you do not get the enzymes that are present in that living organism. So when a tiger eats a zebra, it gets the enzymes in the zebra. When a snake eats a mouse, it gets the enzymes in the mouse. When a cow eats grass, it gets the enzymes in the grass. When a human cooks something, you get the, 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 you know, the, the building blocks, but you don't get the workers, you don't get the enzymes. And, and I believe that is one of the leading causes of digestive dysfunction over time. And there's a lot of evidence to support that. And I would recommend people check out Enzyme Nutrition by Dr. Edward Howe, I think, which was a groundbreaking book back in the 40s, which he predicted a lot of the health challenges we are experiencing today as humans back then by his experiment on animals eating an enzyme deficient diet. Second thing is, uh, second part is, um, your your stomach produces hydrochloric acid, and, and the the key one of the reasons why the water thing that you mentioned is important because hydration is the most important part of actually creating acid, and it seems counterproductive, but by drinking a liter of water that uh, helps hydrate your body, and that allows you to produce more stomach acid. That being said, uh, stomach acid has a couple of functions. Number one, it um, it breaks it, it breaks down your food uh, into smaller pieces as it prepares before it goes into the intestinal tract in order for your body to, to to finish the transition into nutrients that your body needs. But it also serves as a disinfectant. And that means it kills bacteria, viruses, parasites, and stuff that may be present in your food. And as we get older, uh, are, we just produce less hydrochloric acid. And that opens the gateway for a lot of these things to kind of get in. So most people said, yeah, when I was 20, I could eat anything. But now I'm not. I I find that I have a harder time. Well, that's directly related to less enzymes in your body and less hydrochloric acid. Hmm. And then the final piece of that is probiotics. And probiotics mean pro-life. And most people are familiar with antibiotics because we've, you know, in the last 100 years, we developed antibiotics, which have saved millions and millions of people. However... Uh, inside your body, you have 10% good bacteria, 10% bad, and 80% opportunist. And there's about 500, anywhere from 250 to 500 different strains of bacteria. And many of these you need. In fact, if you didn't have them, you would die. Um, bacteria, by the way, for most people, we have more bacteria in our body by 
anywhere between five and ten times the amount of bacteria in our body than we do cells in our body. So that's a pretty phenomenal, like the average person is somewhere between four and ten pounds of bacteria in their intestinal tract. Mm. Pretty crazy. And these perform, yeah, they perform essential functions. Now the good guys, they help us digest our food, they help us make hormones, they help, help us feel great, and they fight off uh, any invaders. The bad guys make us bloated, get gassy, have skin conditions, depression, and food cravings, all the nasty things, and ultimately can contribute to disease and dysfunction over time if left unchecked. And then the the guys in the middle, the 80% in between, those are kind of opportunities based on environment, stress levels, dietary levels and stuff. And sometimes they're, uh, they can have create problems in the body depending on the environment. So those three things are the foundational components of optimizing your digestion whatever age that you're at. And I discovered that uh, through mentorship with one of my mentors and I applied it in my life. And, you know, now today I'm in my mid forties. I'm, you know, just a few pounds over what I used to compete at when I was in my twenties. I feel great. I'm not on any chemicals, not on any drugs. I have a, a, a great life and I feel it's directly related to my ability to optimize my digestive process so I'm getting the most out of what I'm eating and I'm eliminating all the things that I don't want and I'm wiping out those invaders. So uh, that that may, you know, cause problems for me as far as my health goes. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm really big on the why. And when people, I, I believe when people understand the why of doing things, like you just explained, it's so much easier to follow through with the things that we need to do to really take care of ourselves. And you just really summed it up. Excellent. So now I want to transition into my other passion, health being one of them, and just entrepreneurship and 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 something about making your own, making a few extra bucks by creating something of your own. I just it's amazing. The, the, I love that feeling. So what are some of the things that you would, you know, help people out with, and what are some of the things that you work on as far as online, uh, getting guys to do make money online and maybe even just a side hustle or a full-time career out of it? Well, I, I recommend that people start uh, part-time in the online world. And I think that's the beauty of the online world is that you can be working a regular job. You don't have any background, any skills, any experience maybe in the online world, but there's people out there that are willing to teach you uh, these principles. And you can start doing it on a part-time basis and then eventually you can move it to a full-time basis. And, and I think that's the beautiful transition to give you my own journey. In 1998, I went into business for myself as a personal trainer and uh, fitness consultant after my first 98 national uh, competition. And I also opened up a brick-and-mortar juice bar. And I learned a lot about myself and for people in business at those times. But in 2004, after I competed at the Mr. Universe contest, and I did it as an unusual thing, and I'm not trying to advocate any dietary philosophy, but I was a vegetarian bodybuilder who didn't do any drugs that ended up competing at the Mr. Universe. And that was, no, that was unheard of. Nobody had done that. Mm-hmm. And so my, one of my friends who was also a personal trainer and coach told me that he was making money online and I thought he was crazy. We were going back to 04. Like we, nobody's making money online. What are you talking about? He goes, no, I am. He goes, and I think I, I think we could do a product. I think we could teach people what you're doing because it's relatively unusual. I think we could make money at it. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I can write the books and the philosophy and that stuff. Uh, and if you can help me market online, we'll go for it. Well, we started that, uh, and in 18 months, we had a you know a six figure a month business, and uh, we moved to Panama. And uh, you know went through a lot of adventures and started scare, scaling that up. 
And uh, that led me on a journey uh, ever since that I was able to direct, to develop businesses online using affiliate marketing or direct marketing. And now it's moved into social media marketing in order to uh, find people who needed my products, uh, provide them the information that they could make a, a decision, and then creating a process, uh, a systemized process where that I was able to get a fair exchange of dollars for the value that I was offering. And so I mentor people in that process and uh, I, I help people get started just like I did because I believe that, you know, that never would have happened for me if my friend didn't teach me all of those principles. And I continue to this day, I continue to learn from people who are doing a better job than me or are more successful or have contributed to mankind more often. I'm always learning I'm all, and it's always changing. And so I feel it's important for me to pay it forward and, you know, teach the next generation of how they can get started and take advantage of it. And when I started, I was working my personal training job uh, all day long and then I would go and work part time in the evenings and in the weekends with my friend until, you know, we had enough success that I could leave my day job, so to speak. And, uh, and I encourage that process for other people as well because it really it reduces the risk. It costs a lot less money and uh, you can get the mentorship and guidance that you need so you can avoid a lot of the mistakes that uh, people who start their own business make. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and guys, if you're listening into this, two of the things that I get out of that, and I 100% agree, is one, do it part time. Don't, don't give up the income that you have right now, because you're going to need that income. And if anything, to build a business, but certainly to survive, uh, you know, and take care of your immediate needs. And two, biggest, regardless of how you do it, if you jump all in, or you do it part time, Get a mentor, get a coach, get somebody who is reputable, knows what they're talking about, and not only has is doing what you want to do, but actually knows how to share that, actually knows how to coach that, teach it, and be a mentor to you. Because just because somebody's where you want to be does not mean that they know how to get you there. So ultimately, Absolutely. it's your journey and it's your responsibility but find somebody who knows what they're doing to uh, to help get you there. I see a lot of guys get themselves in trouble by just following after somebody else that doesn't really know what they're talking about. And how long you say you've been in business? Well, I started my first business in 1998. Yeah, I think so, that, uh, kind of, that kind of uh, that you know sometimes I don't say I see people in businesses all the time say we've been in business since 1806 BC. That doesn't make a darn bit of difference if you're still doing the same thing you were doing back then and, you know, not really progressing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That doesn't that doesn't yeah. impress me a whole lot. But when you're you've been in business and you're and you're growing and you're helping other people, that's a track record that you want to look for, guys. Awesome. So Wade, we're at the point where we're gonna pay it forward. You ready to do that, brother? Yeah. Hey guys, I need a huge favor from you, and this has very high potential of being very beneficial to you as well. You may or may not know, but I recently launched a new e-learning platform called Abundance and Prosperity Mastery. And this is where I combine the abundance mindset with marketing and business strategies. And I'm in the process of writing a book that specifically details my ability to find a minimum of $10,000 in additional revenue for any industry out there. And I'm convinced I can do this for any industry out there. And I do this in just 45 minutes. And this is a service that I'm currently offering to select clients. So what I'm asking of you as a Men of Abundance listener 
is if you would consider letting me perform this service for you in your industry, especially if it's an industry I have not worked in yet, and then just use your results as a future case study in my book, either under your business name or anonymously. And again, as a Men of Abundance listener, I won't charge you anything for this service. And all I ask in return is your written permission to use your results for my book. And if I impress you, maybe just a brief testimonial I can use as well. If you're willing and ready to do that favor for me, then send me an email to info at apmasterycoach.com. That's Alpha Papa masterycoach.com and in the subject line put 10k book and then in the body of the email just put a brief description of what your industry is and maybe a few of your biggest challenges i will then get back with you with a calendar link so that you and i can get on the line and i can show you how i can find ten thousand dollars of revenue in your business in 45 minutes and as an added bonus just for helping me out I will share with you the three biggest lead generation mistakes small businesses make and how to overcome every one of them. All right, let's get back to the conversation. Awesome. So share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. You bet. Uh, I think the first thing is to cultivate a meditative or contemplative practice that resonates with you. In other words, to reflect on oneself and one's life. And for me, that's meditation and contemplation and spiritual study. Um, And I set aside the first thing I do in the morning, that's what I do. And that kind of sets me up to kind of be in the world, but not of it. And I think that's where self-growth, self-determination and, and, and learning what it is to be a human is all about. Second thing I would suggest is to cultivate uh, a physical practice, whether that's yoga, whether that's, you know, aerobic conditioning, whether it's anaerobic conditioning, whatever it is that kind of people say, what's the best exercise? I'm like the one that you do uh, (laughs) regularly that you enjoy. Uh, Do something physical every single day because we are, uh, you know, I like to think we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, but that physical experience today, modern technology has made everything so easy and convenient that without movement, without exercise, without going towards your fitness, uh, you know, it, it becomes really difficult. Uh, it's easy to just get the, the diseases of civilization, essentially. We've got a new set of diseases, and that is from being sitting in our computers and eating, you know, foods that we shouldn't and all that sort of stuff because they taste great and they're designed to addict us. So I think those two things are the first and foremost. And then the final thing that I would say is – Cultivate a source of revenue in your life that, you know, you know, that business that contributes to the well-being of yourself and other people around you. Uh, So I would say, you know, avoid something like uh, being in the casino business or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. do something that uplifts others and that you're passionate about and that makes you money uh, and, and that so that you can leverage those resources to help you and your family self-actualize and of course pay it back to your own community those three things are things that i I think are essential to living in today's world excellent i absolutely love that like you said to cultivate resources that is i wrote that down that is really cool because you're not just talking about the financial well-being but also like you said you know the the um 
casino industry, one, you know, there's a lot of people that are really addicted to gambling, but also being in those casinos is not healthy, man. I like going to Vegas, but that fake air that they pump into those casinos to try mm-hmm. to hide the smoke and it's just, oh, it's just not a healthy environment. One thing I want to ask you before we move on, because you talk about health and you talked about this in your video. And guys, I keep referring to this video. I'm going to have the link to Wade's website um, in the show notes, of course. And it's buyoptimizers.com. Uh, I want you to check out that video that's on his about page. But also, <laughs> you brought out a trampoline that you said you travel with. I was hoping mm-hmm. you was going to open that up and show me how you use that. What is that? I want to I want to um, learn more about that. Yeah, great. Uh, well, years ago, I met a, a wonderful man. His name is David Hall. And uh, he developed uh, what I think is one of the world's finest mini trampolines. He calls it a cellar sizer. And it's portable, and you can literally take it anywhere you want, and it provides you in, in like literally 10 minutes. He has a routine, and in 10 minutes, you can have a complete, thorough uh, anaerobic, aerobic, stretching exercise. It's really great. It's really thorough. It's no impact, and it literally works every single cell in the body, increases mitochondrial density, which gives you more energy, and it's just a simple and easy way that virtually anybody can exercise with, and I do it every day. Uh, and I have been for years since I met David. Uh, he makes a great device and a great machine, and he teaches really well about it. And the guy's achieved a level of, of, of physical vitality that is truly impressive uh, and speaks the volumes of the efficacy of it. And he's literally helped you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people all around the world. And I love that mini trampoline. I think it's the, the most efficient, effective form of exercise that anybody can do. It's portable. You can do it in your living room for in, in literally in 10 minutes and you're done. Uh, and I, I don't know of a better way to, to get fit. And it really reduces all the excuses that anybody might have because of time constraints or location or whatever it happens to be. Man, guys, that's powerful to me that he says that because that's coming from a world recognized bodybuilder. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. And I'm going to I'm going to look that up. And if you have any links for that, Wade, l- let me know because I'm going to have that linked up in the show notes as well. Absolutely. No problem. Cool. So I can imagine a few daily habits that you have. You've already mentioned a few, but what are, what are a few daily habits that make the biggest impact in your life? Great. Yeah. Well, I have a, a little process that my morning ritual that I go through every single day. So if it's okay, I'll, I'll share it with you because it's just how I've, what I've cultivated as a practice that's really been helpful for me and doesn't take that much time. Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing I do, as I mentioned it before, I do a deep breathing uh, component. So I have the awesome philosophy, which stands for air, water, exercise, sunlight, optimizers, mental beliefs and attitudes, education, testing, and coaching. Each one of these are the pillars to my philosophy. So the first thing I do is I do a deep breathing practice in meditation. And deep breathing is a way that you can invigorate all the energy into your body. And uh, so you can get energy without food. You can change your brain state, your, your perspective on things. And so I start with that. Uh, as soon as I'm done that, I go over to uh, my, I have a, a, a Kangen, uh, water ionizer, which provides a lot of antioxidants. I travel with that as well. I'm a bit of a freak on some of this stuff. <laughs> and I, I have a, a big liter of that water, uh, and, and drink that down, provides my body lots of antioxidants, hydrate, you know, hydrates me in a great way, but beneficial to my pH levels and, and gets that going. I then, uh, jump on my rebounder 
while I'm, you know, so I do my rebounding exercises and uh, that works all the cells of my body and, and also works all the organ cells and moves your lymphatic system, which is kind of like it's three and a half times your, your venous system. And that allows you to kind of remove the toxins and impurities out of the body, get that water pumping through you, clean the whole system out and get really in a great state. As soon as I finish that, um, I make a, a healthy uh, protein shake. I use uh, plant-based proteins. I throw in some enzymes. I throw some probiotics. I put some vitamins and minerals, some essential fatty acids in it. So I got all everything that my body needs to be healthy, all the building blocks, all the workers, all the nutrients. I'll throw in some specialized herbs or whatever inside of that, mix it all up and drink that down. And then uh, literally I, I'll take a few minutes while I'm drinking that to review my goals what are my goals? And I, I do goals in an interesting way. I do goals. Uh, I have a 10-year goal. I have – then I break that down to a three-year. Then I break that down to a one-year. Then I bring it down to a 90-day sprint, if you will. So I focus I – re, I reread my one-year goals and my 90-day goals right there during that time while I'm sipping my shake. And that way, I stay focused on what it is that I'm, I'm doing in the world. Where am I going? And then uh, immediately, I also do a little bit of a philosophical or spiritual study as well at that time. Um, so, you know, and rather than clicking on, you know, social media or, uh, you know, turning on my Internet and checking my emails or whatever or, or watching TV, I spend time with some of the greatest thinkers uh, on the planet or, or, you know, whether that's from a spiritual side or a psychological side or whatever. And I impart that into me as well with my goals. I do a few affirmations about what I'm trying to do, and then I start my day, um, usually working on my my most important tasks early in the day, and then I'll crack open my emails in the afternoon. That way, I'm putting out first. First, I take care of my inner game. Then I put my most important action steps out into the world, and then after that, I start responding to the requests of the world as they come in, in, you know, through my email or my text messaging or whatever it happens to be. So that's kind of my, my, my daily routine. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's worked well for me. And I'm always looking to optimize it. I really like that you get into the emails later. I do my best to do that as well. Now, this morning, I got to admit, I was waiting on a particular email. And I know I should have waited until after our conversation so I'd be in a better state of mind. Uh, for whatever the answer was, but I didn't get the answer that I wanted. So it started off my day and not a, not a great place, but I'm getting there mm -hmm. uh, after having these conversations. That's part of the reason why I love having these conversations as well. Now you've already mentioned a couple books and um, you, you mentioned that you read a little bit philosophy and spiritual and stuff like that. But what would you re recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Well, there's a couple things. I think they're first and foremost, there is um, just-in-case learning or just-in-time learning. And I think in today's world, because it's evolving so quickly, I think the next book or the next thing you're reading should be something relative to solve a challenge that you might be experiencing right now. Mm. So if you're having a spiritual crisis or some kind of thing, you might want to read a spiritual book. If you're having some sort of matrimonial challenge, probably a good idea to read a book on, you know, relationships. Uh, if you are in business and you're coming up with a challenge with sales or marketing or the organization, chances are reading a book or taking a course in that area is 
the most prudent use of your time. So you're learning something that's relative to solve the challenge that's in front of you right now, rather than something that you might need a year from now or 10 years from now, then you'd have to go back and read it. So I think uh, in today's dynamic world, that's the most important thing. Some of the books I think that's really helped me from a business perspective, I think uh, traction, uh, you know, get a grip on your business. That's a great book. Um, that really made an impact in organizing the structure of my business. I mentioned earlier Power Versus Force in the whole series by Dr. Hawkins, Autobiography of Yogi uh, and by Yogananda in that, in that spiritual sense. Um, I recently read uh, Tribe of Mentors. I think that was a phenomenal, influential book. And on the financial side, one of my recent friends that I've just cultivated, friendships I cultivated, is a guy by the name of Garrett Gunderson. He's got a book called uh, Killing Sacred Cows. And I think it's really good for uh, looking at finances and wealth accumulation and and, and and your life's purpose. So very, very different messaging than almost anything I've seen in the financial industry. I think that's a great – those are really uh, influential and impactful books that can make a difference in people's lives. And I could go on and on and on, but again, because I'm constantly reading and I have been my whole life. But I think it goes back to that, that just-in-time learning. I exactly, you know, it's funny when I ask that question of everybody on the show, but when I'm asked that when I'm on somebody else's show or just in general, if I'm talking to somebody in person, I say, I don't know, where are you at in life? What's important to you? What's, what do you feel you need the most help? Because if you're in business and you're reading about that next marketing tool, but your marriage is falling apart, you're reading the wrong stuff and you're talking to the wrong Mm -hmm. people and you're listening to the wrong stuff. You need to read kind of shift over to what's going on in your marriage and get some help over there because that's going to help your business ultimately. So I absolutely love that you said that regardless of everything else. And I have um, heard of a couple of those books that you just mentioned. So I'll definitely have all those listed in the show notes. And if I haven't read them, I'll get them on my list as well. Thanks for sharing that. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Well, I think preconditioned programming. Um, whether that is from the education system that they were in, whether that was from the belief systems that they were, you know, picked up from their social group, whether that was their family or their localized environment. I think oftentimes these patterns of behaviors and how we view and see the world are, are so embedded into our subconscious, they, they taint our perception of things. Um, and, and they do it on a level that you're not necessarily conscious of. So for example, if you have a belief that, you know, wealthy people are crooked or deceitful, well, how did you come to that? Right? Like, why, why do you have that? Or do you, if you think that, well, money doesn't grow on trees, well, you know, I I see apples and oranges and fruit trees, everything, and you can convert that to money. So money essentially does Mm -hmm. grow on trees, you know? So if you start challenging these memes, these kind of belief systems that we've been indoctrinated with from whether it's the news, whether it's our environment, whether it's our education system or our family, you start to realize that they break down. They're not universal truths. They may be true sometimes, but they're certainly not true all the time. And I think those things, and that's where reflection and contemplation and then also the study of people who have embraced abundance on on a level – 
is critical and surrounding yourself with those environments. Because if I got indoctrinated with a set of belief systems because of an environmental situation, guess what? I change my environment and indoctrinate myself with a different set of beliefs. Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to experience a different result. And that's how malleable and flexible the mind actually is and how it impacts how we see the world and what we do as an activity level. So I think those things on the, on the shorthand, philosophically. The second thing, I would say that the distraction of social media has become a massive issue uh, in society. We have some of the smartest uh, and most influential or resource-based companies in the world who are cultivating, you know, they're leveraging all the psychiatrists and psychologists and, and mathematical algorithms to addict us essentially to our phones and our computers. And not saying that, that though these things aren't wonderful and can be great devices for creating abundance, they can also strip us most important commodity and that's time. So I think a lot we live in a world of, of a lot of competing distractions and one needs to cultivate awareness on how to limit the negative influence and enhance the positive influence of those devices in our lives that we can, uh, you know, realize our full potential. Yeah, very, very true. You know, tools are amazing things, but they can be abused as well. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Wade? Well, for me, it is first starts with gratitude. And I love that you started this podcast, you know, with an aspect of gratitude, because taking a moment of just appreciating having a life, having another day above ground and experiencing this big, beautiful blue orb that we're floating around in. <laughs> it's kind of mind blowing when you just, you know, yeah. um, I think that's, that's, that's the first thing. Cause you'll start to realize just how much we do have, even the poorest people, uh, there is uh, right now have a lot going on because they have life itself and they have another day and they have another chance. Second thing is about cultivating the process of self-actualization, whatever talents, abilities, skills, um, you've got something to offer the world and the people in your environment. So cultivating and expressing that to the best of your ability, I think is a great practice. And when you do that, when you give of yourself, you, you actually experience more back then, and you start to actually cultivate the feeling of abundance. And then, and then finally, um, you know, cultivating ways that positively enhance as many people as possible uh, through your business, through your life, through your practice, uh, will give you experiences. It'll give you resources. It'll give you opportunities that uh, wouldn't normally come to you. So by be, be being free and kindly giving of your time, effort, energy, and your gifts to the world, um, it just opens up doors that if you just don't share the yourself on that level that you'd never experience. And that's when you start to speak the abundance of your own life and your own abilities and also other people who are willing to re reciprocate with their skills, their abilities and their gifts. And that's when humanity kind of transforms into a completely different experience of possibility. And we stop operating from a position of d division and condemnation or segregation. And we start to realize that, hey, we can be the united hearts of humanity and that everybody's just doing the best they can. Uh, here on the planet with what they've been given. Oh, man, just simply amazing. Absolutely amazing. Much of what you said that I am a I am living proof of of that gratitude 
and so much more coming into my life. Part of the reason why I started this whole conversation to, to share this with others and share these messages and give them, um, you know, pay it forward to everybody. So we're going to close this up, Wade. Before we do, what did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation, including any other ways to get in touch with you? The uh, amazing gift that you talked about earlier. How can we get access to all that? Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I think first and foremost, um, for those of you who are listening, um, I think whatever you decide you want to do in life, the next step, as soon as you make a decision, take action on it right away. So if something touched you here today, take action on it right away. Or something touches you in your life, take action on it right away and, and never leave. I think it's Tony Robbins said, never leave, uh, never leave the p- point of a decision without taking action. And because action leads to momentum and momentum leads to, you know, an, an ongoing thing. And life is all about momentum. Um, so, yeah, so that's that. Uh, far as to reach me, uh, for those who want the awesome health course, um, it's a, a free course. It's a 12 week. Uh, you can reach me at uh, buyoptimizer.com and we're going to put slash MOA to give you the offer because the course normally costs money, but you'll get it for free that way. Um, and then um, for those who want to reach me through some of my business uh, components, you can go to thewealthybackpacker.com, reach out to us on social media or through uh, go to our site, check out the emails, that sort of stuff. And we'll share with you some of the principles of online entrepreneurship. Or you can reach out to me at wadelightheart.com and uh, email me through that um, and uh, be happy to respond to, to the best of my ability. Outstanding. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at Men of Abundance. Guys, just go there, check it out. Take a look at this stuff. And the most powerful thing that Wade just said right there is my keyword, action. Motivation is nothing until you take action. Once you take action, that's when you get motivated because you realize, hell, I can do this. This isn't as hard as I thought it was or this isn't what I thought it was. Whatever the case may be, the decision is one thing, taking action and then momentum amazing amazing words right there live by that and uh, go check out what wade's got going on you resonate with him check him out man get a hold of him and and make sure you're utilizing his knowledge uh because he's there for you wade it's been a pleasure brother i really enjoyed this conversation great way to get my morning started on this saturday morning and uh, i look forward to digging into more what you got going on hey thanks very much it's been my pleasure to be here awesome now go out and live your life of abundance and man just keep paying it forward aloha All right, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know by now that health, wealth, and peace of mind are extremely important to me. All of those have to be in line. And of all of those, if I was to choose one, quite frankly, it would be peace of mind. That's just who I am and what I strive for. And in order for me to have that, I have to maintain my health and maintain my finances and my wealth in general. All of that comes together and creates the peace of mind that I need. But when any of the other two get out of line, my relationships, my health, my wealth, or anything of that nature, I go back into my peaceful zone. I go back into that zone, and that's where I find the, the fix the issues, maybe fix the problems, come up with new ideas so that I can improve upon the other things in my life. Going back to that peace of mind, that is truly what drives me. And I don't know what it is for you. I would love to hear what it is. Men, go to menofabundance.com forward slash members. Get in the community. Get in the Men of Abundance community on Facebook. And let's have these conversations. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. 
That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.